a blessing that I have these scars because these scars tell a story of triumph, of perseverance, and overcoming obstacles. This is a podcast for the infinitely curious, where we share stories, invite others to share stories, and sometimes just talk for the hell of it. So, take a few minutes out of your busy day, sit back, and join our host, Steve Windus, batting the breeze. Puerto Rico, a group of Caribbean islands about a thousand miles southeast of Miami, Florida. Today, it's a tourist paradise with amazing beaches, multicultural cuisine, and is the world's leading producer of rum. But back in the 90s, the island was known for its unemployment, high rates of poverty, social inequality, and the birth of one David Figueroa. I lived in a small town called Sidra. But I was born in a town called Caguas, which is about 10, 15 minutes away from where I was living. On the street, you could see like a very big river. So you can go in the river and go in the water and don't have to worry about any like sharks or anything like that. And it was so much fun. So far, so good. However, there was one complication. David was born with cerebral palsy, a group of disorders that primarily affect movement. Cerebral, meaning to do with the brain, and palsy meaning paralysis. Puerto Rico wasn't necessarily the best place for a child with cerebral palsy. When I was a child, I used to go to school there. However, the school system there wasn't built for inclusion and accessibility for children like myself who have physical disabilities. I mean, even though I was, did very well in my classes, I had teachers that would still question my intellect, how intelligent I was, and they would be very discriminate. I don't want him around peers that are norm, that look normal, able-bodied, because he's different. So although growing up was tough, David had his mother and father to support him. But this situation didn't last, and David's parents eventually separated. They went... I wouldn't say they're separate ways, but they had different ideas in life. They still remained really good friends. Things immediately looked different for David. He now had two homes and new step-parents in his life. The summers would be with my father in Puerto Rico. During the school year, I'd be with my, my mom, and then I would have stepdads. I had about maybe four. They were all awful, terrible human beings. They weren't very nice towards... Uh, my mom, I remember seeing abuse early on from my stepdads to, to her, and then um, it would translate to us. It was awful. Sometimes you don't have that support system you can turn to, so you have to turn to other methods. My mom's methods, unfortunately, were, you know, were pills. She was on a pain, so that was her way of coping. So the die had seemingly been cast for David's life. A loving mother too young to cope, too sick to help. A succession of disinterested and abusive stepfathers. But out of the despair, there was hope, and it came in the form of David's stepmother. 
up until the age of eight, I used to walk on my knees. And that was the only way I would get around. I just dragged myself across the floor. During that time, it was just uh, my stepmom training me, teaching me how to do basic things. Eating, clothing myself, going to the restroom. David's stepmother was there to help David's mother help David. She would be her guide in a sense. So she would remind her, hey, uh, David needs to go to therapy. He needs to go to school. Because at the time, my biological mom was a teen mom. And luckily, as the years progressed, my stepmom came in and she would help guide her to take me to therapy, make sure I'd go to get my surgeries. At the age of eight, David's mother died. And this meant an opportunity to move in with his father and stepmother. But for David's stepmother, she was also young. She also had her life ahead of her. Taking direct responsibility for David would undoubtedly change her life too. So she had to make a decision. My stepmom had to make a choice. Am I going to sacrifice the rest of my youth and take care of a child who has cerebral palsy, who I believe has potential to have a great life? So she chose to take care of me. It was a yes all the way. She wanted to take care of me and provide for me for the life that I would never have. She has a big heart. I credit her for literally saving my life. And without her and my father... Who knows what it would have been today. Once his stepmother had made the decision to stay with his father and raise David together, she quickly took control. Right around the time the teacher had said I was slow and they didn't want me in my classroom was when my stepmom decided, you know what? I don't want my son to be experiencing discrimination, to be treated like he's not a human being because he has a disability. So, she went up to the uh, director. She asked for my file. So she took my file and she looked at the director in the eyes and she shredded the file in front of her. And she said, we're moving to Florida. We're done here. So we left. And so David's family up sticks and moved to Florida. But Puerto Rico wasn't the only thing David left behind at that point. I left my chair three months after the age of eight. Three months after my mother's death, I took my first steps inside a footlocker because I was getting shoes and socks. And I remember this vividly. I remember, get, I remember getting up out of the chair and then I took maybe two or three steps and I fell. She was looking for me, for everything, thinking that's going to happen to me. And then she realized, Oh, wait a minute. He walked from his chair to three feet away from it. I took my first steps and that was uh, pretty incredible considering that I went through so much and doctors had said that I would never be able to walk and I accomplished that. When David refers to going through so much, he wasn't just referring to the challenges of school and public attitudes. There was quite a bit of surgery to endure along the way too. I see those surgeries as scars that represent a journey. And when people ask me about the scars, I'm not ashamed of them. I will show them, like I show people 
And they think it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's, it's great. It's a blessing that I have these scars because these scars tell a story of triumph, of perseverance, and overcoming obstacles. The surgeries had improved life, and so had Florida. I got the help I needed. I felt welcomed. I felt appreciated, accepted by my peers. Of course, he would face adversity anywhere he would go, but it was as easy as letting my classmates know on the first day of school, hey, I have cerebral palsy. This is what makes me different, but it makes me unique as an individual. David progressed through elementary, middle and high school. He had some wonderful experiences, meeting friends, being social and just enjoying life. By the time he reached university, he was beyond just surviving. Now it's time to establish an identity. I got my degree in sociology and then I decided to pursue education. So I began as an assistant teacher, a reading teacher. And I found a passion for helping children and making a difference in their lives and being an advocate. Although only in his early 30s, David feels a deep sense of responsibility to help others. Amongst other things, he's an advocate for middle school students. David has also become involved in the organization My Brother's Keeper. It's a, I would say, non-profit organization started back in 2008 by former president Barack Obama to help combat minority children in our local communities, you know, escape that tough route of homelessness or poverty or just daily struggles in life. David's is the story of the love of two mothers. The irony isn't lost on him that the death of his birth mother, despite all her love for him, actually enabled him to have his own life. Honestly, if I didn't move my stepmother, this life now would have never existed. I wouldn't be sharing my story here. I mean, I wouldn't be living a life right now. And what would you say to your mother, your birth mother, if you could talk to her now? Thank you. Despite her giving her all her love for me, she made the ultimate sacrifice. And she said, I'm going to go leave this earth so that you'll have a life and that you can pass on, you can create a legacy. I'm forever indebted to her. David Figueroa is living proof that, regardless of the hand we are dealt with in life, with a little bit of help and hope, anything is possible. Cerebral palsy is a label that society gives you. However, don't let that label define who you are, but let what you do with that disability define you. If you've enjoyed batting the breeze with us, please share the podcast with a friend and perhaps leave a review to help new listeners find our show. Check out show notes and other great stories at battingthebreeze.com. By the way, if you have stories that you think would be informative, amusing or thought-provoking, emotionally stirring, or perhaps would deliver a message of hope or inspiration, then why not head over to battingthebreeze.com and let us know. Thank you for listening.